0: Hello, hello you lovely people, this is Alex Mathers from Red Lemon Club. You are listening to, wait for it, episode number 8 of the Red Lemon Show, can you believe it already? And yes, the name is pronounced Mathers and not Mathers, get it right. Anyway, great to have you aboard for yet another episode. We are steaming ahead, we are like a steam train here and I have no plans of slowing this baby down. So feeling good this evening as I sit here. On the 21st floor of my Bangkok Thailand apartment having just gone for a nice swim on the top floor I will have to brag Uh, there is a pool on the top floor here and um, that's the beauty of being somewhere that I can actually afford as opposed to being in London which is where I used to live which is very difficult and I realized you know what am I doing here as a freelancer when it's so expensive I mean I I love London I love the culture there I love the access to art galleries and I love the people there and everything else well, for the most part, and um, but then I decided, you know what? Why don't I go somewhere a little bit more affordable? And here I am, living like a king, effectively in my in my uh, <laughs> ivory tower here in Bangkok. Anyway, just been for a swim, feeling good. I have to say, I I just watched the end of a very scary film just now, um, and and beat that as a, as a way to psych yourself up for a podcast day. Is watching watching a horror film? Uh, it was called Hereditary. I think I'm saying that right. Um, quite frightening stuff it's still sort of bouncing around in my head a little bit and um, forgive me if if demons and horrific ideas start entering into the podcast it won't don't worry about that folks don't you worry but um, yeah go go and see it if you're a fa- fan of horror film very very cleverly done film uh, I'm a fan of uh, filmmaking that is done in a, a unique and clever and tasteful and artistic way so that, that, that certainly hit those buttons but in terms of the content a little bit far out for me thank you very much anyway moving on we are here to discuss other things um this episode i wanted to spend the time talking about something that people ask me uh, about a lot which is how i landed a job at google um i was living in japan about four years ago so this is in 2012 I, i lived in japan for about nine months i lived in tokyo and that was where I got offered this job by um the guys at Google Plus, which was um completely brand new at that stage. They'd only just conceived of the social network that ultimately did so well cough cough um but I was lucky enough to to land a job with those guys and did a few illustrations and a bit of um conceptual stuff and worked through various ideas with the Google plus team remotely in Japan. They wanted to fly me over there sadly I said i couldn't I couldn't make it you know. Google Google wanted to fly me over, and I said, no, 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 I'm too busy here in Tokyo. It wasn't quite like that. They couldn't find me a visa, sadly, but um, I ended up doing the work um, remotely, and we did Skype calls. Uh, interestingly, actually, it was it was Google Hangout calls um, to the Google Plus team, and one of the guys on that team was the guy who actually designed Google Hangouts itself, so quite a surreal experience. Anyway, I'm going to go into a lot more detail about that coming up. Firstly, I wanted to honor my commitment to featuring a creative uh person of note and the featured creative today is drumroll please her name is lena mass who hails from lithuania she's an artist illustrator uh she makes these really cool ornate hand-drawn ink drawings she does lots of uh quite a variety of things but one of the things that that uh I noticed um, hit me in the face in terms of the quality was the cool uh, hand drawings of animals and and symmetrical sort of uh, ornate designs really cool stuff worth worth having a look go to Lena Mass L I N A M A S S dot com check her out check out her Instagram uh, you'll find a link to that in the website and yes make sure that you take advantage of this featured creative deal by sending me an email at shoutout at redlemonclub.com. I will take a look through and um, pick one of you out of a hat and the lucky resulting winner will be uh, shouted out in a podcast. And, and don't forget, these podcasts could one day be really famous And people might be returning to these episodes in droves. And obviously, it'll be a bit further down the line, of course, in terms of time. But these episodes could very well get you a lot of exposure. So do write in um, for an opportunity for that. The other thing I wanted to say, and you know know what's coming, guys. Go to redlemonclub.com familiarize yourself with the site so take take a look through some of my articles i've been meaning for a long time to put together a start here page or you know like a sort of get started here um, sort of rundown of previous posts that are worth reading first and i need to get around to that i've got 100 and other 101 other things i need to be getting on with but i would recommend going to the site reading one or two of the most recent articles getting a sense of my writing if you don't already know it and then uh throw your email into the sign up box because it not only gives you access and updates to what I'm working on and what I'm coming out with in terms of other articles and podcasts, you will also get a shiny, awesome, useful free ebook that will change over time. So I don't want to I don't want to name it. I don't want to date the content, but it'll always be of the utmost quality. So make sure you go to RedLemonClub.com uh, and sign up for the newsletter so that you you are in touch and. Let's let's talk about the Slack really quickly. So that I've got this this online community that is growing every day of creative minds. So people from all corners of the creative industries, from designers to sculptors to break dancers to DJs to musicians to artists and everyone in between, who are talking with each other on various topics in various sub channels. Definitely worth having a look if you are desperately lonely and you need. A helping hand helping touching voice to reach out to go to redlemonclub.com forward slash slack s-l-a-c-k you will have to sign up very quickly it takes three minutes to sign up to this thing i will look through all the applications make sure you, you, you're not stark raving mad and uh, you'll very likely be um, uh, uh, admitted through the gates of red lemon club palace into the world of slack online messaging It's a lot of fun but you also have access to support that you get from other creatives and you can chat about all kinds of stuff from tech to um, sharing your art to uh, getting inspired by others and it's a great place to find other accountability partners for example all kinds of good stuff happens in the Red red lemon club i can't even say my own thing you know red lemon club slack group let's jump in now to the feature content, which is me trying to dissect how a, an average chump like me could land himself a job with the gods of the corporate world, the arbiters of our data, the, I can't think of anything clever else to say, um, the kings of information, Google. How did I, a lowly illustrator who started from nothing, who had to teach himself from the ground up, and that's that's actually true, I did study geography, um, didn't know what to do with it, ended up doing real estate, then had the wise idea of becoming a freelance illustrator. And I've been illustrating for over 10 years now. I landed this job about six or seven years into my career. It involved me doing vector illustrations in my typical style from about two or three years ago. Well, you know, you know uh, for the first eight or nine years, I had a vector style. Now I've moved into more kind of hand-drawn stuff, but I was doing vector illustrations, digital vector illustrations, quite whimsical, map, mappy, sort of bird's eye view scenes and illustrations that Google um, were interested in. But I, let's, let's, let's try and dissect this. As well as I can I'm going to I'm going to discuss several aspects that I think contributed to me landing that job and hopefully through discussing this you can extract a few juicy ideas that you can then apply to your own acquisition of of good clients. Uh and it's it's that's that's your opinion whether you, th- whether you think Google's a great company. Um but in terms of you know landing the big fish so shall we, shall we say I mean the pay was great um, the exposure is really good. The credentials of having Google on your client list doesn't look half bad, so it's worth listening in to this one. I realise I've already been speaking for about bloody hell how long? Quite long, and I haven't even got to the nitty gritty yet. But uh, thanks for being patient. If you're already, if you're still here, the first aspect I think, um, well, I know, contributed to me being hired by the guys at Google Plus uh, was my honed style. So without going into too much detail, I can spend another podcast talking about how I developed my style. But I had spent several years figuring out a marketable illustration style that I knew was commercially viable. And one of the great processes that I went through was was um, uploading art to a stock photography website I've talked about this several times but doing uh, stock illustrations allowed me to see what kinds of things worked and what kinds of things didn't work commercially and that helped me really learn quickly that learning the learn the ropes of the illustration world and figured out you know what kinds of things sold and what what didn't so that really helped is, is getting that instant feedback from the market in, in in almost real time so that i was constantly updating and constantly aware of what worked and what didn't and that will really help for whatever it is you are working on as well find that instant feedback um so I had a I had a honed style. I had I had it quite a distinct by the time Google had had probably taken notice of what I did, I had a pretty strong portfolio of of work that you could see was was of a of a certain there was a certain thread to it, a certain style running through the whole thing. There wasn't a piece in my portfolio that stood out as being particularly different from the rest. Everything hung together from my recollection of my portfolio at that time as being part of a strong you know it was linked together through a united strong style um and that was there are many elements to that there there were there are many elements as to why my style was could be described as a style for example uh the colors the color palettes tended to um be recognizable one from one image to the other um, you could also see that I tended to focus on on zoomed out scenes of, of small towns and villages and cities and so very kind of map based and that was obviously that was the geography degree I think uh, coming through um in terms of influence of my work. Um, but if you, you just go go to alexmathers.net if you want right now, alexmathers.net m-a t h e r s dot net you will find a link to my portfolio and you will be able to see some of my, my older vector based illustrations and you'll get an idea of uh of what my style looked like so this is something you need to be working on if you want to attract those bigger clients i believe is to have something that makes you look like a professional effectively you want to look credible and credibility as an illustrator or as an artist or any kind of a a creative pro to be honest is 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 shown through your dedication to developing your own voice your own style and um that is an indication that you also you 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 give a shit about the market right you care about about your audience as well you want you want to show that you have a voice but you also want to sh- you want you also want to show and demonstrate to clients that you have a sense of marketing and how how an audience might react to your work and um that means packaging your stuff in, in a way that is appealing um there are there are other aspects to it you you gotta i mean it helps to have a sense of what is kind of cool and trendy at the moment i mean even if you only take a little bit i know that you don't want to be completely driven by trends because things change but my my work was definitely um, guided i would say pulled along gently by my understanding of what looked aesthetically pleasing in the current modern market uh fresh colors you know clean vector style Obviously, there are other styles and do not be guided by trends only, but I'm saying that that, is, that can be used as a, as a small guideline. And obviously, Google picked up on that as well. And actually, crucially, what this showed was that Google Google saw myself and saw me as a good fit for their brand, their their own style. So what might this say about how you go about presenting yourself to the, the kinds of dream clients that you that you wanna work with? You need to position yourself in such a way that your dream clients see you as a perfect fit. And if I'm honest, I had not set out to work with Google. I just followed what I considered to be uh, marketable work, um, but also work that I loved to do with. So it was, it was work that was within the guidelines of what the market liked, but also work that I loved to do with the geographical influence and the, the zoomed out stuff and the, and the tiny little houses and stuff like that, the maps. So that all work together to create a fit that Google thought was a perfect match for them. So f- how might that influence how you think about your own dream clients? And how might that affect how you go out there, reach out to dream clients and say, look, I have, this is my portfolio, take a look. And you wanna be thinking about what you might've been doing in preparation to that meeting, that reach out to make you, uh, to put you in the best position aesthetically or whatever it is that you work on it's got to look like the kind of thing that that company would like to work with you can't just go up, go up to anyone um with any old style and say please 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 would you want to work with me you've got to you've got to put that um offer forward that is almost difficult to refuse for them so so figure out how you can be the best match for your dream clients and it may mean moving your portfolio around it may mean only uh presenting your dream client with a selection of images that they might like don't throw don't throw them a massive great pile of of ideas that that they that means they have to do the work make it undeniably easy for them to say yes this guy knows us as a company this guy has empathy for us this this guy has understanding of his audience um you've got to show that you are a pro you have got to show that you know what you're doing and I, again i was very lucky in this case and the reason I'm bringing up this example, as I'm sure you can imagine, is that there's a lot to learn even through my kind of bumbling through this. And I, and, and knowing what works means that you can scale up, right? I mean, I can now take what I learned about Google and start adapting uh, my own uh, creative pieces to particular clients. So I can put together a pitch for a particular client, right? You can put together a, a board for example, of, of five to 10 images or songs or whatever you're working on and pitch it to one particular company. And make sure that you are in the best position you possibly can. Do not filter it down. I mean, do not water it down. Make your brand and everything behind you um, have the the highest potential to work for your 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 dream client so make it easy for yourself make it easy for them make everything straightforward and smooth so figure out your dream clients figure out who you really want to work with and why make sure that your values match make sure that your aesthetic is um the kind of thing that they would likely like i I know that it's impossible to know perfectly what what uh, companies like but look at their other previous projects and look at and, and gain a sense a deeper sense of your dream clients get to know your dream clients that's all I'm going to say on the aspect of style and presentation. But having a honed style and a strong, a strong portfolio definitely helped. Secondly, um, it helps to have, and this is actually crucial. This is, this is, this is the the kind of anchor that uh, held everything I think together for me uh, in terms of landing this job with Google was the connections I had with people working in Google. Okay, so most people view job opportunities and career prospects through the lens of the curriculum vitae, the CV, the, uh, what's, what's the word, what's the American term for a CV? Um, the word fails me at the moment, but that that letter that you send in to uh, potential employers that says, look at me, look at my big long list of, of jobs, um please add me to your enormous queue of other applicants uh to to consider me no it's you've got to think creatively there is there is a ton of competition of people who will follow the the queue to um applying for a job and and you're just not going to stand out that way if there's a thousand applicants for one job and you're just not, you're number 187 in the line um your odds of of winning that of winning that job are very slim whereas in my case, and again, this was kind of a mistake, but you can see how you might wanna adapt this approach to your own thing, was getting to know um, people who work within the company at a kind of friendly level, okay? So this is this is what happened with me. There was a guy who was working for Microsoft Bing, and he had come across my portfolio through something I shared on Twitter. And we got into a dialogue, and I had no intention of um, sort of working with him with the agenda of, of of eventually working for Google it's just that he eventually ended up moving to Google uh he, he got a job in Google and uh we just ha- we had continued our sort of back and forth chat through the internet through social media and helping each other out in various ways i i had pr- i had um seen his work and thought it was very cool and and featured it on my blog for example i'd interviewed him for my blog um and we just spent months um occasionally checking in with each other and say oh that's what are you working on that's some good stuff uh thank you for um liking my my thing and this and that so it's a, a back and forth development of trust a development of friendship we'd never met but eventually he had he moved from microsoft to google um and i think i said something like oh can you put a good word in you know blah blah, blah. and he eventually put my portfolio on the lap of the head of design at google and uh That probably would not have happened if I had just sent him a CV, having not known him and having not developed any trust or friendship with him. So it's all about friendships. So what can you learn from from that in terms of your own development of your career and in terms of your own winning of new exciting deals and opportunities with companies? Yes, it's about having faith in people, individuals, and committing to developing strong relationships with a handful of people, if not more, you've got to try and 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 do what you can, even though it feels uncomfortable to to even bother working on a relationship that you don't know whether it's going to work out for the good or not but you you're 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 more likely to waste your time sending in you know applications to people that you've never met <clears throat> over developing friendships with people, and what you get from the friendships side is is a friend. If anything else, right? So that was a, that was a crucial uh, key part that led to uh, landing that job. Because when as soon as as soon as the head of design at Google saw that one of his uh, employees was putting forward someone, um, and 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 these 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 two were working in quite a close knit team, so that they were quite um, respectful of each other and, and this and that, but. Um, it really helps to be recommended by someone. So build those relationships, those one-to-one relationships. Do this through Twitter, through email, through anything, through social media. Figure out the kinds of people you want to get to know. They they, they could be people working for your dream company. It could be um, people who have some influence. It could be, it could be anyone, really. Um, get to know people. Start to network. It doesn't really matter because ultimately, if you get to know someone well enough, they're going to try and help you in any way they can, right? So if they... Don't have a job for you directly like this guy didn't they may very well know someone who does okay think about that don't worry so much about pulling work out of, ind- of people directly you can just relax into knowing that it's there's there's a ton of value in getting to know people one-to-one no matter who they are it helps that they have a bit of influence and they're well connected themselves so what I always talk about is developing a fairly small network what I call what I call my value network this is a strategy that came directly out of my experience with this guy at Google. I realized at the time I had, again, it was, it was completely without strategy. I didn't plan to develop a friendship with someone and then lead to an amazing job, but I, I took what I learned from that and took and, and put it into a strategy that you can then um, scale up and emulate and, and duplicate, right? So you can create more opportunities like that. Imagine how many opportunities I'd have landing on my, on my, lap if I had developed hundreds of relationships like that you know that's that's too much work to handle so think about that the other thing that you might consider was important in in helping the job along somewhat was the the side projects I had going on at the time as well Um, and it could it could be anything any any kind of additional value that you sort of pile on, or you stack on to what you've already got. So you could be a great illustrator with a strong style, but if you add on something else, like a, a side business that you've got, or a, or a, um, a charity that you work for, or some kind of project that you um, are involved with, or, or or you are a connector of other people, that's a big one. You organise events, you 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 set something up. In my case, I had created. Um, literally a month before I got contacted for the Google job, I had put out a course on how to use Google Plus uh, to market yourself as a creative. I I saw the opportunity in Google Plus that had just come out and I thought that this could work really well to to help other creatives uh, market themselves through this this new um, interesting social network. I put together a three PDF course and uh, put it out and then this course was then sort of attached to my name. So people who uh, looked into who I was, and this this could well have been the Google guys, um, they, may, they may have been considering me through the recommendation from this other guy, and they may have been playing with the ideas of working with someone else, but then they saw, oh, hang on, he's he's actually written a course on Google+, the very platform we work on. So this guy demonstrates um, you know, a bit more of a bit more added value to him. He's 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 someone with a bit of extra drive, someone who is clearly committed and and um, understands our own company and is supportive of our company. That could have been the the thing that tipped it over. So consider that as well. You know, what other what extra value could you pile on to put you in a better position? Um, to to help people see you in a more professional uh, driven um credible light that can help them that can help sway decisions. So remember, there are often several aspects, several pieces to why people make decisions about you. It might not just be that you create amazing drawings, think about that. Um, you look across the frontier of the creative world, there are so many other artists making amazing work. So many. Competition is fierce, I know, it's difficult, it sucks. But Think about how you can add on that extra value to make you look extra awesome. What could you do? Could you be a connector? What, what, what is something that you could throw into your CV as a little extra sweetener for someone who might be considering working with you? What could you demonstrate to a potential client that you can kick some ass? Okay. <clears throat> that was another key thing. Um, I would consider that a kind of bonus, but it's, it, it could well have been the kicker for, for, for Google because it was obviously a Google course. And then I think I'm going to finish off by just touching on one added thing, which is probably obvious to most, which is that we need to keep um, keep going with the kind of ongoing surface level promotion stuff that we need to all be doing with consistency. So that might be putting out YouTube videos of, of our work process. It's It's building up that newsletter. It's sharing on Twitter occasionally. It's doing Instagram videos and IGTV vi- videos and maybe a podcast, um, and generally sharing your work through uh, creative platforms, Dribbble, Behance, <clears throat> anywhere else that the internet can experience your creative work, keep pushing that stuff through because you never know who will pick that stuff up. And this brings us back full circle to the the guy who connected me to Google because how did he find my stuff? Because I've been putting out creative work through social media. He f- he found my illustrations through a share that I made. I think it was either through Behance or just Twitter itself. So keep doing the ongoing um, social media, internet, online promotion stuff as much as you can. The more you share, the more eyeballs you're going to get to your work. There's no doubt about that. Even though the, the industry is crowded, um, there's also a hell of a lot more people using the internet and using it effectively if you use it effectively as well. So keep sharing your stuff, keep doing that surface level um if not deeper promo promotional work. Uh, because all of this ties together. So let's do a little recap then. How did I land this job at Google? Um develop a credible creative brand, you know. <clears throat> this comes through years and years of hard work. There's no there's no avoiding that. Um, And when I talk about brand, I'm also talking about the creative work itself. So you want to be creating something that looks and feels like you know what you're doing, like you know your audience, like you have spent time developing your style, that you have spent time figuring out your voice and you have something that stands out on its own and is threaded through with a, with a, a style that is clearly yours. And uh, in the early days of de- developing that style, it might, it will mean that you will be copying a lot of other people. You'll be mixing and matching. You'll be experimenting, and things will look chaotic to start. So don't, don't worry if you're not there yet. There's, there's, there's time. There's, well, if you haven't got any money, just do whatever you can to get money. But this thing, this stuff does take time. Styles do take hundreds of hours to develop. So create a honed style and a professional creative brand. And do what you can, uh, if you want to go kind of a step further than that, do what you can to really present yourself in a way that the ideal client is going to think, wow, these guys are a perfect match for me. What can you do to push yourself in, in their favour? And um for me I was lucky because my stuff looked kind of Google esque, but that was that was kind of completely lucky. But it gives give, hopefully gives us an indication as to the kind of Images, you might want to sort of filter through as you present them to your potential client. It could be a pitch that you put together. Um, or it might just be a, a very refined target group of companies that you decide to focus on for a particular phase, if that makes sense. So, so maybe you want to focus just on tech companies who um, do apps, for example. Um that might mean that you would adjust your portfolio and your website to 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 show potential tech companies that you are the best fit for them if you see what I mean you can even adjust your copy to to be applicable to them it doesn't matter if if you um are sort of your your uh, the way that you describe yourself is is aimed at a specific person and is not aimed at someone else you, you 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 can still attract work from different types of clients even if you're not showing them that you are aimed at them if that makes sense. The next thing is make those friendships, make those connections uh, rather than joining the queue and sending in applications to someone you've never heard of before, who hasn't heard of you. Make those sort of um, those side avenues into those companies by getting to know people that work for those companies and, and uh, developing friendships. So um, give them value, um, send them useful links Um be honest about what you're looking for. You want to, you want to get to know people in that company. You've got questions for them. You've got suggestions you can make about the company. There's so many things you can do to improve the lives of people around you, uh, without coming across as creepy. And I will talk about this in more detail than in other ones. Stay posted on, you know, for new podcasts about how best to approach people and how best to not come across creepy, this and that. Um, but in a nutshell, develop those friendships and you will, um, you you've also got to ask so you know i mean i mentioned earlier that i had i did say can you having having built this trust over time make sure you don't forget to check in occasionally and say if you've got any opportunities i'm 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 looking um to work with one of you guys it would be great to um develop a relationship with with one of your other guys if if you've got any work available let me know and that led to good stuff obviously the next thing that i talked about was building additional value onto what you've already got as a creative. So don't just stop at your your own creative stuff. Demonstrate to to people that you have a little bit of extra spice to what you do. You might you might be a connector of people, you might start events, you might have a course, you might have other interests and other expertise that make you look a little bit more um I suppose special in a way to to potential clients that you know it's not all about impressing, but it just shows that you've got a bit of extra value, and maybe you know um, a little bit about a couple of other things so if if, for example, you're an artist but you also know a little bit about marketing or like um, marketing through Facebook ads or something specific, that could be of interest to a potential client who could also use those skills in Facebook marketing, for example, with their own job. I mean it's not you're not limited to your your creative work think about um uh, being a bit of a bit of a multi skilled person in terms of um, piling on extra bits of value if that makes sense because I'm always I'm always keen to to tell people that they need to have a very refined niche that they're focusing on. And I think that's important for the creative stuff. But if you can throw on a little bit of added marketing knowledge or a little bit of added copywriting knowledge, that can only help you. But 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 treat those things as kind of subsidiary to the main creative stuff. Or whatever is whatever whatever you consider to be the the most primary um, selling point of what you do, then make sure that stands out. But uh, it doesn't help. It doesn't. It doesn't not help to um, have extra skills that you can also sweeten the deal with, and also um, extra influence and, and everything else. And finally, make sure that you keep doing that ongoing promotional stuff. The most important thing I still consider is having that newsletter. Have have your core marketing channel as your newsletter and then have all the other uh, platforms and networks and, and portfolio sites and wherever else and, and conferences and, and real-life events. Have those places feed people back towards your newsletter. So whatever you do, you only need to think about marketing really one thing uh, and, that's, and that's whatever you're giving away on your newsletter, whether that be just updates or something a little bit more interesting like uh, a free course or a free video or something like that. So hope that helped guys. Plenty to think about in that that episode. If that brought up any questions or any suggestions. Uh and also I'm very happy to hear about any criticisms you've got about how awful I might sound or how nasal <coughs> I think I am and I'm getting a bit dry-throated here haven't get a w- bit of water. Let me give you a moment to think about. Um what you might want to hear from me in uh, upcoming episodes. If you've got any questions, if there are any, any particular struggles that you think, I just cannot figure this out, maybe Alex can help. I'm very, very interested to hear of your problems and struggles, because these are things that I've probably been through myself or contemplating at this very moment. And if I can get a heads up from one of you on a particular topic that I'm also struggling with, then I'm even even more happy to hear about it because then I can finally take it to pieces and we can figure it out together. What else? If you have the opportunity to like or follow or subscribe to this podcast or share it, please look into doing that, okay? If you want to hear more, more stuff like this, and hopefully you manage to extract a few nuggets, if you want to hear more like this, don't let this slip slip by. Make sure that you like liking helps other people f- find it as well i think it, it contributes to uh, the algorithm and getting, helping this get noticed the more likes i get and if you subscribe then you'll be able to hear about uh, new updates and new new challenges that i'm uh, finding solutions for and make sure that you tell your friends please please help me out here and 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 keep me on track and keep me motivated to keep doing these because I'm very happy to do so especially when this is getting shared and talked about and followed so do share this with your friends take the link in the url box above or wherever you are share it on twitter share it on facebook and say look I've, I've found this useful podcast um, some of you might be interested have a listen so I will leave you there Next time, I may be throwing in some nice ambient music halfway through or maybe even towards the end to get you a moment's breath um, as I steam train ahead um, so that you can absorb what I've been talking about. Once again, go to redlemonclub.com to sign up to the newsletter. Keep keep updated on all these. Make sure that you go to redlemonclub.com forward slash slack to sign up for the community. We are waiting to share stories and support each other as we move ahead as creative pros and entrepreneurs. And yes, I'm going to love you and leave you. See you next time, guys.